Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, March 24th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Hustle writer Juliette Bennett-Ryla, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Later in today's episode, parents and technology, a match made in, well, not heaven, that's for sure. A proposed California bill would allow parents to sue social media companies that fail to prevent addiction in children. We're going to discuss what's in the bill and what's going on there. But before we get into that, as always, here are a few things you should know. Let's get crackalacking. Have you ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know these answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit it does sound a little too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. All right, Julia, what are you looking at? I'm looking at an $85 million super yacht called Ragnar that has been stuck in a Norwegian port since February 15. According to the local No, which is an English language Norwegian news source, this ship belongs to an ex-KGB agent, Vladimir Strakovsky. Huh. He is a Russian oligarch. He's got ties to Vladimir Putin, but he has not been sanctioned. So you may have heard stories about some countries that are seizing the yachts of Russian oligarchs. Yep. They can't seize this yacht because there's no sanctions. Huh. But for the last several days, Norwegian fuel suppliers have been refusing to fill it up meaning that it can't leave. It is just stuck there. Apparently, one supplier said if they wanted to go home so badly, they could just row home. That is not possible. We are talking about a 223-foot icebreaker, which is a ship that's designed to sail in icy waters. So apparently, they have been stuck there for so long that they have resorted to catching and barbecuing the local cod in the area. Oh, Lovely. Do you do you think we have many Russian oligarch listeners out there? Uh, that would be cool if we did, honestly. I'm gonna guess no, but um I'll guess no as well. Yeah, if you're out there, take your boat home. All right, so Jacob, what is on your mind today? All right, so one thing I was looking at is this investor day presentation Petco had yesterday, where the CEO Ron Coughlin said that the pet category drove $72 billion in demand for food and other merchandise last year, and that it's resilient to economic downturns and resilient to inflation. And what's interesting is he's really not wrong. As inflation skyrocketed the last couple of years, you know, people are home more. People are getting married later in life, generally speaking, having kids later or not at all. And more boomers are retiring. And all this kind of put together, the pet industry has boomed as inflation has skyrocketed. An interesting stat I saw was that studies have shown almost 80% of pet owners consider their pets as children or as family members and therefore are more willing to spend like it, you know, on things like healthcare, food, beauty products. Mm-hmm. And now Petco has a plan to meet all this demand. And their plan includes more private label goods, more pet clothing lines, organic foods, increasing the number of veterinary clinics they have from 200 to 900 and expanding their vital care subscription, which is kind of like their own Amazon Prime Mm -hmm. 
Is there anything else out there other than the most spoiled dogs and cats in the world that you are thinking about? Yes, there is, actually. I'm glad you asked. You're welcome. Let me ask you this. When you think of potatoes, what state comes to your mind? Well, I would say Idaho is the pretty obvious potato king. Exactly. You're exactly right. It is the potato king. When you think of potatoes, you think of Idaho. Interestingly, potatoes are the most valuable vegetable crop in the U.S. U.S. production of potatoes is worth about $4 billion annually. And most of that, I believe, comes from Idaho and some other states. But interestingly enough, Maine is having a potato moment right now. That is interesting. Maine's potato cultivation actually led the nation in the 1940s until things kind of shifted west. And now Maine has typically ranked around eighth or ninth. Well, apparently there's this extreme heat that stunted potato yields in Idaho and Washington by about 9% in the last year. And at the same time, there were extra ideal growing conditions that gave Maine's potato crop a boost and yields were up 30%. They had so many potatoes in Maine this year that they are keeping them in airport hangars. And uh, now Maine is actually shipping millions and millions of potatoes west to Idaho. That is amazing. I never would have guessed. I, I would have thought Maine was too cold for potatoes, but apparently it's the cold that makes it work. There you go. All right. Uh, I think it's time to talk about parents suing big tech. What do you say? Yes. This is really interesting to me because I feel like if I were just having this conversation, like, I don't know, uh, among friends or at the bar or on the internet, someone would, t you know, people would say, it's your job as a parent to make sure your kid is not sitting in front of a screen all day and becoming addicted to social media. But what's interesting here is that this bill is like, OK, but the companies are doing everything they can to keep your kid glued to a screen. It's called the Social Media Platform Duty to Children Act. It's coming out of California, and it would allow parents and guardians to sue social media companies that fail to prevent addiction in children. This wouldn't apply to every company. They would have to earn over $100 million in annual revenue, and it excludes stuff like search engines, streaming services, and email providers. But the bill actually does mention Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok by name. Okay. So take a name at the big three there when it comes to uh, where, where teenagers spend a lot of their time on the internet. So my question is, does it say what kind of penalties these companies will receive? Yes. So a civil penalty of up to $25,000 per child, uh, per year that the violations occurred. And then if it's a class action suit, it could be damages of up to $1,000 per child. Damn. Now, companies can avoid liability if they regularly audit their features and then get rid of those that they determine cause harm. And in the last couple of years, we've seen a lot about this. When the Facebook whistleblower came forward, there were studies in there that found that Instagram was actually really bad for teenage girls who would look at Instagram and then feel bad about their bodies. The Wall Street Journal investigated TikTok algorithms that showed it had a negative impact on eating disorders. And there's other practices that are known to be addictive. One thing is endless scroll, right? You, you yep. There's always another thing. There's always another I'm TikTok. I'm addicted yeah, in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing is, so constantly these sites are collecting data about us and figuring out what it is that we like, what it is that they can show us that will keep us on the page. Right. And so we're being targeted with content. So the way that this bill would work is essentially, if companies make profit by getting us to stay on their platforms, we have to make those tactics that are causing harm unprofitable, is what is what the bill said. 
But there are some experts who think this might not work. Um, there was one who told Time that the law is too vague to be actionable. And she actually thinks it would be better if we just prevented them from collecting data from children in the first place. There are a couple other bills in the works that would do that. Another is actually also out of California, proposed by the same lawmakers um, that would list several protections for children called the Age Appropriate Design Code Act. As the name might imply, it's just like when you're designing a product that's going to be used by children, make sure you're doing so responsibly. Um, there's also a bill moving through Minnesota that would prohibit social media from using algorithms to target anyone under 18. And then at the mm -hmm. federal level, there's actually the Kids Online Safety Act, which would also limit data collection, would also curb addicted features. And then it would allow parents and kids to opt out of algorithm based recommendations. So you could just be like, mm, yeah, don't show me what you think I'd like. I'll just just let me scroll on my own. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of things there. I'm not sure if I think this bill I mean, it would it would be an interesting precedent. Like, I would love to see this pass. And then I would love to watch a parent sue Facebook for being too addicted. Like, I would just love to see that play out in court. I don't know if we're going to get to that point, um, but it is interesting to think about. And bada bing, bada boom. That is it, folks. For more on The Hustle's tech and business coverage and links to all kinds of cool stuff from around the web, check out our newsletter at thehustle.co. Thanks to our editor, Robert Hartwig, and executive producer, Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla. You've been listening to The Hustle Daily Show brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. See you tomorrow.